Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flyers Forecast. This is a uh, new podcast endeavor that we're starting up at Broad Street Hockey. I'm Steve Jaco. This is Craig Forsyth. We run the podcast Flyperbole, which tends to last for uh, six to eight hours, depending on uh, the topics in the podcast. But no, seriously, yeah. we do uh, a fairly long podcasts over at Flyperbole. Uh, they tend to run uh, at minimum an hour to uh, two hours. So uh, we like Steve. to go long and, and kind of talk about everything. Right, Craig? Yeah, yeah, we cover a, a lot of shit, mainly hockey, but then we definitely delve into absolute nonsense for about half an hour each week. So, uh, yeah, uh, this will not be that long. <laughs> no, no, this, <laughs> this will not be that long. The, the direct purpose of Flyers Forecast is to be a, a more around a half hour length, if not less, for just kind of previewing the week ahead for the Flyers. So, you're thinking about, okay, what do the Flyers have coming up? And maybe you just want to listen to a quick preview about what they have coming up, what kind of challenges the team's facing, a quick primer. That's all we're aiming to do with this. So I'm excited to get this off the ground. We're looking to get this to your ears on Mondays or Tuesdays weekly. And it might not always necessarily be Craig and I. It could be Bill, it could be Steph, it could be Kelly, it could be Charlie. Who knows? It could be anybody from the BSH crew. But... Craig and I are starting this up and we'll try to take the ball and run with it as uh, long as we can and uh, see how it goes. But I'm excited to get this up and going. I think this will be a, a great tool for people moving forward. And this is an exciting time to talk about Flyers hockey right now. The first three games have been thrilling. And I think people are pumped to hear about this team and talk about this team. I agree. Uh, yeah. Let me go back and say, I, I too think this is a pretty good idea. And I think we can, uh, you do pretty well with this, and it is a good time to talk about the Flyers because they did lose again last night. But I think there were uh, there were some positives to build off of. Uh, but yeah, a couple games underneath the Flyers' belt, and a pretty big week coming up here uh, with the West Coast trip. So yeah, uh, and the, the Flyers are currently sitting at two zero and one, and uh, of course the 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 loser point comes into play there. They lost in the shootout, but hey, a point's a point in the standings at the end of the day. And uh, I'll take a loser point over a straight up loss any day of the week, as long as that's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, I, I'm kind of giving the Flyers a little bit uh, a benefit of the doubt here. Cause you know, they had a game in Europe, a game in America, and then a game in Canada in about eight days. And then they lost in a shootout once. So I it's kind of ridiculous. A little ridiculous. And also last night's game, they're down two to one, the third, and they were able to tie it up and get a point. So I can't, I don't know. I'm not really too bummed about last night, but uh, I think they have some winnable games on the schedule coming up here. So yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll see how it so. goes. And yeah. through these first three games of the, the Flyers schedule, uh, so far the guys that have really emerged are the second line right now. That Couturier, Limblom, Konechny line. They're killing it right now, specifically Konechny, who is leading the team in points. Konechny's got three goals, three assists for six points. Limblom right behind him with three points, uh, two goals, one assist. And Couturier, you know, he's only got the the one goal so far, but I'll certainly take it. And I mean, this it's just very encouraging. I think one of the things that really spelled failure early on for the team last year was the the lack of production from the younger guys on the team, and that's made a huge difference so far. Yeah, yeah, it has. And, and uh, going back to Couturier, I'm not. 
there's nothing to worry about with Katori. I think no, no, fine. and, and I wasn't insinuating that. I was just yeah, yeah, in comparison he's... to the other two. Yeah, no, de- oh, I mean the other two. Yeah, that line's been going off, and yeah, uh, contributions from young guys so far. Uh, Konechny's been, like you said, playing out of his mind. Had a nice pass last night after scoring all the goals in the first two games. Uh, Limblom is getting ice time this year. Limblom's playing the exact way he played last year to me so far, except he has a, a coach that apparently doesn't want to bury him and is putting him with reasonable line mates. So now you're seeing him out here making the nice plays in the corner and setting people up and scoring goals. So, and, uh, and on defense, uh, I mean, Provorov had a couple iffy plays in the first game, but I thought he looked pretty good the last couple games. And uh, Carter Hart's looking pretty good so far. I mean, yeah, Carter, Carter Hart is looking great. He's looking yeah. absolutely fantastic. He's got a 162 GAA. He's got a 938 save percentage so far. And 938. <laughs> well, I, incredible. I think last we checked in on Jonathan Quick, it was 750. So oh. 938 in comparison. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. not, not too like, shabby. And like a game last night, I thought is a game that uh, it's a nice preview of what he's going to give us going forward. He gave us two goals. Both of the goals were caused by redirections in front vancouver was trying to do a lot last night and he was able to fight off a lot of redirections stopped the breakaway late in the game and made some other crucial saves to keep the flyers you know it was a two to one game and it stayed a two one game because carter hart was making some saves along the way so hopefully it's going to be nice having a goalie going forward it's not something we're going to be used to we're going to start staying in games we shouldn't necessarily be in or start winning games that it feels like we shouldn't be winning because goalie makes a couple saves here or there it makes a huge difference. So, and yeah. so Hart has started all three games so far. And I think one of the questions on fans' minds going into this week is when is Brian Elliott getting his first start mm-hmm. of the season? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm i still going to say Wednesday against the Oilers. That is, I know that's a little crazy given how well the Flames and Oilers have played. But I'm saying that they play Elliott on Wednesday after Hart goes again on Tuesday. Okay, so you're at, saying Elliot Wednesday. Yeah, I'm saying Elliot Wednesday because I'm I'm still I know the Oilers are five and zero. I'm still not really believing what they're selling. And when you look at some of the shooting percentages and who's scoring these goals, and you look at the goaltending save percentages, I it kind of seems like it, it's just like an early season kind of PDO run right now. Kind of kind of getting the bounces right now. It it feels like. Uh, but we'll see. Play the Blackhawks tomorrow, so hopefully they beat the Blackhawks, and then they're feeling six and zero, feeling really good, and they don't adjust anything, <laughs> and then they come in and play the Flyers, and yeah. But uh, what well, are you thinking, Steve? Yeah, you I, thinking? I mean, I think that sounds reasonable, but I'd probably start against the Flames personally. But I, I, I actually would. This would be a great time to move into the games coming up. Yeah, so yeah. Tuesday, the fifteenth, the Flyers travel to Calgary to take on the Flames. That's a nine o'clock game. And uh, so Flyers After Dark already up and running. So uh, already in full prepare, swing. <laughs> prepare to be bleary eyed at work on Wednesday. Hashtag Flyers After Dark. Flyers After Dark. The main guy to watch out for in the Calgary Flames is Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, South Jersey's Johnny Gaudreau is slamming Sammy Carcitti, we'll remind you. But uh, Johnny Gaudreau, fantastic player, just unbelievable talent for the Flames. And somebody that the Flyers are going to have to work very hard to contain. Yeah, he. Uh, I believe he leads the team in scoring right now, and he. I mean, he's always an offensive threat, and uh, he is probably going to have. There's going to be things that he's going to do that the Flyers or any team really can't control out there. You just kind of have to limit the damage he does to you. So we'll. Yeah. 
I mean, I, and I think uh, Monahan started off pretty strong as well. Uh, I think he's above point per game too. But uh, outside of those two guys, I see. I don't know with the Flames right now. I just kind of feel like they they're just having a rough start this season. And I think I think I'm just focusing on the Luchik stuff too much. The Luchik and uh, James Neal trade and how much that was a bad trade. Kind of. I mean, it's a bad trade, and right now they're just losing it really poorly because uh, James has got seven goals already. <laughs> but, you know, that's not going to hold up. Uh, I mean, he's got... Yeah, Where are the Flames at in the standings right now, Craig? They are first. Well, they're one of two undefeated teams in the league. So they, uh, the they're at the top of the... Oh, no, the Flames. No, they are 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Sorry. I thought you were talking <laughs> about the Oilers. Yeah, I was going to say they are 2-2-1, two, two and one, minus three uh, goal differential. Um, and I think they currently are outside the playoff picture. I mean, I mean, I'm not worried about yeah, that. Yeah, much. Yes, that. Yeah, but they are two, two, and one. Yeah, they. Um, and they play the Sharks tonight. Which the way the Sharks have been playing? That that might be another win for the Flames. Uh, yeah, Sharks we'll see, but, real bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the right Flames. Now I'm looking. I'm looking at the the top leaders for the Flames right now. Johnny Gaudreau's got seven points. Uh, Matthew Kachuk has six points, yeah, and Sean Monahan's got four. So. That's a pretty strong top three there, but I mean, you just scroll down the rest of their roster and there, there's not much to look at. No, no, there's not. And if I can, can I, can I just read off the Luchik stats? I just want to talk. Please. I just want to talk. Okay. Uh, zero points, three shots on goal, minus three and 26 pims in five games, 26 penalty minutes, five games oh, <laughs> compared wow. to uh, James Neal. Seven goals on 19 shots, five power play goals, two game-winning goals in five games. Again, I don't care about game-winning goals, but just to highlight how vastly different those trades have turned out for the two teams so far. I just want to laugh at Milan Lucic. Is what it comes and it's down only to, been honestly. about five games. Yeah, it's only been five games. But so it's I already think, a crushing loss for the Flames. I will say, I think one thing I'm looking forward to going into this week is, again, can't really say any phase of the team for the Flyers has completely solved itself from last year's. And I'm talking about the penalty kill in this sense, because even though they've had some huge kills so far, they've only had to deal with so many, you know, power plays against. So we can't really tell if they've truly improved. But with the way James Neal's playing and Connor McDavid on the same power play, I'm interested to see how they handle that. Because James Neal apparently has been unstoppable on the power play. McDavid and Dryslide on the same power play unit. Uh, I think that would be a really good test for the Flyers on Wednesday to see if their penalty kill is actually a uh, holding their own. So we got we got the Flames coming up. You think that's a, a little bit of an easier game, and then you got the the Oilers on Wednesday, nine thirty game. So uh, yeah, I don't make sure don't, you brew a, a late pot of coffee there. Yeah, I don't know if I want to say the Flames is an easier game. I think this is the right time to play them. Maybe if that makes sense because it makes sense it, yeah like riddick i mean riddick and Dave, uh, cam talbot really you know cam talbot uh i guess they're not the biggest threats in that and they haven't really been playing that so far they're in the bottom half of the league in terms of driving play so it sounds feels like they're just kind of struggling early in the season maybe you know riddick uh, gives in a couple soft goals game becomes a little bit easier than you expect when you're playing the flames and then the oilers i'm just not i'm just not buying the oilers yet i don't know <laughs> it's it's only five games and we know how the oilers always are and when you look uh a couple of guys i mean mcdavid's got 12 points i think already and uh dry has got 11 but when you look at some of the shooting percentages zach cassian's got three goals on seven shots uh james neal has seven goals on 19 shots 
uh, it, it's just things that aren't going to continue. And I feel like it's early in the season, you know, they're not going to want to switch anything up until they lose. So that's what I'm kind of banking on. Hoping they can just roll through a, a really bad Blackhawks team and just be 6-0 and and start thinking they're good. And Flyers kind of come in and surprise them a little bit. But Surprise! Surprise! But I don't know. Flyers, uh, Flyers look pretty good the first couple games, I think. And uh, I th- the game on Saturday, I think, is the, where the Flyers get the biggest schedule advantage uh, playing the Stars. Because they're going to be playing a, a Stars team that is making me look like an idiot, as they're saying. And I thought they might have a chance to, you know, somehow make it to the cup. Starting off one four and one with a uh, minus six goal differential. Ooh. So if you want to hear more of that great analysis, please listen to Fly Purpley. Uh, but they play the Stars Saturday at seven, and the Stars are going to be finishing a four-game road trip uh, that starts tomorrow, Monday, or tell you when you're listening. Uh, and then they play in Pittsburgh on Friday, and then they play in Philly on Saturday. So they're going to be getting a tired team on the second of a back-to-back, and possibly playing. Kudobin instead of Ben Bishop. And Kudobin this year has an 877 save percentage. So hopefully the Flyers are able to win in Edmonton. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they win both the games in the back to back. But if they end up getting three out of four in the back to back, hopefully they have a kind of easy matchup with the, the Stars on the, the back end of a back back on Saturday. And uh, looking at, you know, five on one, maybe four on two, possibly. Ooh, Avoiding all the regulations. Oh, that's. On that, I'm just saying there's a path. There's a very reasonable path you can. I think if, I would not be shocked if they're four and two at the end of the week. I'll say that. Okay. And I'll, but uh, because I mean, you know, they they did look uh, the, the Blackhawks and Devils aren't great, but they took it to them. I think the Flyers right now are first in Corsi four percentage and expected goals four percentage. So it's not just beating up on bad teams. They're, they're driving play. It's not lucky. And, you know, they're not getting lucky and getting some goals or dictating play and uh they're looking a lot different so far than last year in my opinion the oh. the av era has started off very AV nicely. very nicely yes elaine Vigneault, <laughs> av or as, as we like to call him over on fly purpley big al good old big al baby but yeah he's he's made some minor improvements to the team that i've noticed i mean i think the the going hard in practice and as dumb as it sounds i feel like you can notice the conditioning with the, the team. They were flying late in the third period in overtime last night. Well, their it, biggest it, problem last year was repeatedly just they would play two periods well, and one period would always just suck. <laughs> There'd yeah. always be at yeah. least one period, whether it be the first or the third. The second usually was fine, but either the first period or the third period was complete stinker. They just did not show up for one of those periods. Yeah, and and I, I'm trying to... One of the points I always harped on about last year, and I, I've already made a point of the first couple of games here, is uh, Hackstall teams like to sit back in the third. Maybe it wasn't just them sitting back. Maybe they were just gassed. Like it was just, which again would have been on Hackstall because to figure out a way to keep the guys in shape. I mean, but yeah, that it, it's nice to kind of see full game efforts here from the Flyers in the first two games. Like, had had a rough spot in the first period on saturday but still like 45 to 50 minutes of pretty good hockey is not bad i'll take that it's better than what we were seeing last year <laughs> no it's a hell of a lot better and yeah. it's a, a good start for Vigno. and i, I think so we, we've covered the games i think there's one big question left there's one guy big Rather. name that has not played for the flyers so far this season that would be nolan patrick nolan patrick uh, has a migraine disorder has not played yet 
and he's been skating. He traveled with the team to Vancouver, so he's getting closer. Do you think he plays this week, Craig? Uh, well, I was. I wanted to add that I think Karshi was saying he skated with the team yesterday for the first time too. So he it sounds like he is progressively uh, um, getting real, real close. Uh, and then I already forgot your question, Steve. <laughs> the the simple question of does he play this week? Uh no, I don't think he plays this week. Okay. Uh no. No. Okay. No, okay. I think uh, it, probably when they come back to Philly. So when he does play, when Nolan Patrick finally gets into this lineup, what impact does that have on the lineup? Who moves? How do the lines look after that? Well, I after last night's game, I think they want, I think, well, they want Patrick to come back. But I think when Patrick comes back, I think they're going to call up Joel Farabee again, and then they're going to drop Torinsky down to the fourth line. That would be my guess. There's no reading tea leaves or anything that is indicating that that's what's going to happen. But based on, I, I think the line of JVR Lawton Torinsky is a lot more about grinding their way to puck possession, just keeping the puck in the offensive zone and cycling for a while rather than chances off the rush or kind of offensive creativity. Uh, JVR can score goals, but he's not really, he's more of a finisher than a creator. Lawton's a bottom six grinder, and Torinsky is a is a power forward. So it's not really a line. Although Torinsky gonna... got that goal, he did have he did have a pretty nice goal last night. Uh, you know, I, I you know I don't know what Markstrom was doing, but it was a good goal. It was a good shot. Markstrom not complaining. Decided... Not complaining. Yeah, not complaining. Especially last night with Markstrom, who I he made three or four saves that were I, they should have been goals. He quietly stole that game for Vancouver. Yeah, but, and the, uh, the Flyers had a lot of quality shots in that game. Yeah, yeah, and and you know they were they were kind of even in play with the Canucks, and I guess the Canucks you could argue is a team they should be blowing out, but Markstrom made some some really good saves that should have been goals. JVR should have had two goals last night, and he, and he got denied. Uh, but but I think they don't want JVR to just sit on the third line and kind of waste his offensive potential like that. So I think once they get Patrick back, they can add Fairby, and then you have three lines you can roll with that should be able to create high. high quality chances and it, i mean that's just was, so uh, exciting especially after seeing that yeah. farabee highlight from the phantoms last night uh, oh my god Joel farabee yeah. scored his first professional goal with the phantoms and a just beautiful feed from phil myers on the phantoms and if you haven't seen the shit go look it up what are you waiting for it is a fantastic <laughs> goal yeah i am excited about the pass too I mean, it's a nice pass by myers so uh phil myers i don't know when he would i have no guess as to when he would come up i feel like the farabee one is right it's right there, and it's one of the, I guess, the bigger issues with the team so far. It's just the where you're going to get offense from the bottom six. Because you can get it from JVR, but it would be kind of hard to get it from JVR with two guys who aren't going to finish or create for him. Myers is probably, unfortunately, completely dependent on an injury on the defense yeah. at this point. I mean, they've, they're already carrying Sam Morin as the, the extra forward in the box, and... You, Robert Hag is, uh, he's not quite doing what you, you necessarily want, but he, he hasn't looked terrible. And I, I think AV and his crew, Big Al and the, the ass crew, <laughs> we call him, that is a big time inside joke at this point, but, uh, listen to Fly Purple, you can find out more. Yeah, please but, listen to Fly Purple. <laughs> please listen. Uh, but no, uh, Big Al really just, I, I think he likes having a stay at home guy back there unfortunately and uh, that's just kind of uh, a necessary evil with certain coaches so, yeah well uh, I, I i don't know when they have too many defensemen as it is right now 
Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They kind of do, and I mean, you know, it's not even it's not even AV with Haggis. It's, it's, he's like one of those defensemen that coaches around the league fucking love. I mean, we saw with the Hextall, and then Gordon also didn't scratch him late in the season, and then teams were trading for Cody CC. So I, it's just the the we big had Nick slow, Schultz a few years back. Like, yeah, like these big, slow, immobile defensemen that don't contribute offensively. Some coaches are like, "Get me all that." Like he helps in front of the net sometimes, but he loses board battles too, and then he's not giving you value anywhere else. So it's frustrating. Uh, he hasn't really. I mean, he, like you said too, he hasn't really been bad this year yet. And I kind of see the. I can see now how a ghost tag pairing could work, but I want to see. I mean, I'd rather see ghost ghost Myers. <laughs> yeah, easily. Yeah. So uh but I mean, yeah, that that would be my timeline for the kids. So I I my I don't know if I'm sound like a maniac throwing that out there, but I think once Patrick's healthy fair. New madman. Hopefully. Yeah, I I don't know. I have no idea what the timeline is for Patrick. It sounds like nobody really has I guess the the best idea for it, but he he is making progress each day. So I, I don't we know. We didn't if even know his injury. Him. We didn't even know his injury until like a week ago at this yeah, point. Yeah. So and like we, yeah, and it's, I, if you told me he was playing on Wednesday, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me he was, wasn't playing until December, I wouldn't be surprised. I really don't know. I, I don't think there's really, it, it just sounds like a time thing when, if it's a, if it's a, like a, a migraine issue, not really something you can work on. It's not like you can heal a knee. <laughs> you kind of just have to wait to not have migraines anymore. Right, right. So I, I guess one of the the one other thing I, I really wanted to do today was uh, one of the the things we do over on Fly Burbly is we we talk a little bit too much about Guy Fieri <laughs> and uh, we often will rank Maybe. things on a a scale of the scale goes from needs more donkey sauce to Flavor Town. So of these three matchups this week, which one do you think desperately needs more donkey sauce, and which one is a full trip to Flavor Town? Oh man. I'm thinking based on. Are we talking about from the Flyers, like Flyers fans? Yeah, for, as Flyers fans, yeah. Yeah, I think the one that's going to need more donkey sauce might actually be the, the Flames one. I feel like the Stars one could be leading up to a, a nice win. You're going back home. You're getting a tired team with potentially their backup goalie who's going, who's struggling right now, and you might be coming back from a rest, rough uh, Western, you know, uh, trip yourself. Uh, I feel like they might actually do pretty well against the stars on, on Saturday. So I'll say that one has the most donkey sauce. Uh, and then if you're playing kind of like David, I feel like that's worth a, a fair amount of donkey sauce. I'm going to say the flames game has the least amount of donkey sauce, Steve. My okay. Final answer and Edmonton is the, your full trip to flavor town. Edmonton is not my, well, Oh shit. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, I, so. It's just completely murky. Yeah, <laughs> just, I yeah. think it's going to be an entertaining game. They they usually play the Oilers hard, even without Brandon Manning here to torture, yeah. to torture Connor McDavid. And <laughs> I mean, Neil's on fire right now. He's a giant pest, but he's on fire. And McDavid's one of the best. Dry settles amazing. So they're very top heavy, but they're undefeated and they can put up points like nobody's business. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think yeah, it's going to be a good mean, we'll one. Zach Cassian's fourth on the team in scoring. So, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, I don't know. It's I'm kind of hoping for this. I'm kind of hoping for this Flames game that we get uh, an Elliott versus Talbot oh, matchup. Oh, God. Uh, because oh, yeah, then you the can get the guys who were vying for the backup <laughs> spot in Philadelphia this year against each other. And then when Talbot wins, he uh, 
just goes to center ice and just points at uh, Chuck Fletcher in the fly, uh, press box. <laughs> he actually <laughs> throws his Flyers helmet at the press box and it shatters. I think he got like two of them made up too. He had like two helmets made up and he played one game as a Flyer. He had, uh, did, did he have Gritty on his? Didn't everybody have Gritty, gritty on their I mask? think he didn't have Gritty, but he had like a Ghostbusters helmet. And oh, that's right, he did. I think Something so. else. Like, I, I feel like he had two helmets though. All the other guys that, that played for the Flyers for like four games and never again had Gritty on their helmet. <laughs> like Mike McKenna and, oh man, Mumbly Joe and the other guy. Calvin Picker. That's oh. it. That's Mumbly Joe. Yeah, I realized today is apparently with the Red Wings organization. I I missed that oh, bit of wow. information over summer, so there you go. Uh, so, Cam's helmet, though. I was talking him up last year because uh, I thought this could be a rebound for him. So we'll see how he does. He'll probably go eight sixty two, and he'll pull stars on me and start looking real bad here. But see what happens. I I think he can be all right, which is what the Flames need because they're they need a goalie. Like they really only that's what they need to be a serious threat to win the cup and. uh I don't think Riddick or Talbot is really the answer in that for them, but we'll see. Probably not. Probably not. And Craig, who is your flyer to watch for the week? Who's the guy you think that's going to pop off this week? Guy's going to pop off. Well, if Patrick does come back, I will say JVR, but I'm going to say, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say ghost. Okay. The, the team's been doing, uh, they've switched up the power play a little bit, not drastic changes, but some of the the plays down low and some of the uh, plays where they have to set up two or three passes are a lot different than what they did last year. There are a couple cross ice chances uh, against Vancouver. They've done a thing where they start moving the guy out wide of the net and looking for the redirection instead of right in front. I know JVR and Simmons used to camp on the post, but this is like the bottom of the circle and nobody's paying attention to the guy. They've done it like two or three times. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that. And Ghost has been and some decent chances with uh, shots from the point. So I'm thinking he's got to get one through here eventually. And also, he hasn't shown anything at five on five yet. So I'm still expecting him to start in one of these games and start doing ghost things. And given he's on the third pair and he's probably getting some sheltered minutes, I want to see him. I want to see him take advantage of that and maybe make some uh, make like two or three ghost plays we're used to seeing. Uh, that's who I'm looking for this week, and that's who I think might start uh, up in their game a little bit. Nice. I, I'm thinking Claude Giroux. I'm thinking the captain. Yeah. Has, he's, he hasn't been playing bad, yeah. but he's been getting used to having Kevin Hayes and playing again with Jake Voracek. And I just think he's due. He's I think he's going to have a nice yeah. week. And I, I, I'm looking forward to Claude Giroux popping off this week. He had that shift against the Devils where he had two scoring chances. And then he had one that uh, he had a good quote unquote captain shift last night when the Flyers got scored on to go down one nothing he came out flying and had a couple scoring chances. So I yeah, that's a good call. Him I Voracek is another good answer too. Uh I and he might be a little motivated after uh the line management in uh Vancouver. So he might come out flying. He might be coming out flying in uh Calgary and get a couple points. But we'll see. Yeah I'm Voracek's always Voracek's always the guy who you just never know kind of shift to shift which He's, Voracek you're gonna yeah. get. Yeah no it's true. Oh, we're season to season. This is, uh, I think, this is supposed to be a good season for him. Minute to minute. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still blocked. And so we've been blocked again. Oh my. Oh my. Jake Voracek, known for blocking fools on Twitter like nobody's business. Yeah. Yep. He's the, not the not the best shooter. Shot last night. <laughs> Very <laughs> good passer. Not not necessarily the best shooter. No, not at all. Not at all. 
Well, that's all we got for you on the first Flyers forecast, but we do thank you for listening. If you want to give us any feedback or want to follow us on social media, the best place is on Twitter. You can follow Greg at Sports Are Bad. Yeah. And I guess, you know what, I'll, I'll throw this out there now, like I just told you, Steve. I'm going to switch up how I'm doing the line-by-line stuff. I'm going to make it a weekly podcast and post. So each, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try and do Friday each week. I will upload a podcast by myself and a post to go along with that podcast. And the post will have a bunch of graphs and stats and give some video. And then the podcast will actually talk about the things that happened on the ice. So I've been, because I've been doing a lot of work for these first couple games and I feel like I'm not getting all the information out there. So rather than use a lot of my time and get about half as much info as I want to get out there, I'm just going to get it all out at once. So everybody get ready. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of podcasts on graphs on Fridays from now on. Hope you all ready. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be Excellent. good. Uh, it'll, I'll, no, it sounds I'll, good. I, I like yeah, the plan. I like the plan. Looking forward yeah, to it, Craig. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it pans out. So that's what I got going on, Steve. That's my that's my big thing right now. You can follow me at Flyperbole or at Estebaum, but make it Flyperbole. That's uh, where you're going to find all my hockey tweeting and uh, really the best follow for hockey-related purposes. Also, be sure to follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey and all the great people that put together Broad Street Hockey podcasts. But yeah, that's uh, that's all we got. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.